Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode nine of the Gratis Group Chat. I'm your host, Kaylee O'Connor, and I'm back from Hawaii. I just came back from a week and a half long trip with my siblings in the Big Island by Kailua Kona, and it was exactly what I needed, girls. I went to Arizona, and then I went right to Hawaii, and they were exactly what I needed for weather. I needed to get out of this gloom and doom. And of course, the minute that I came home, there was more snow. There was more ice. I just, I don't know. I used to really love Minnesota. And now as I'm getting older, I'm like, I, I could go. I could leave. I don't know. I used to think that I would never leave Minnesota. And now I'm like, the winters just get harder and harder for me. Like, emotionally, mentally, just, I want to be outside. And I want to enjoy the weather. And I don't necessarily want to live in, like, Hawaii weather 24-7. But I do want to go outside and be able to enjoy the outdoors year-round. So I have been thinking about that a little bit, considering it. I also wanted to start this podcast by asking for prayer for my dad. If you guys don't know, a couple podcasts ago I talked about this in Burnout, I believe that episode was the one I talked about it. My dad has been having a lot of knee issues and just surgeries in 2022. He had four surgeries in five months. And this is his final surgery this morning. And so far, everything has gone well. The surgery went well, but we could definitely use some prayers for our family that my dad will heal up well and that we can kind of be done with this season. So my brainstorming for this episode actually began back around Christmas time. I saw a TikTok where somebody was talking about how they have a lot of nostalgia for when they were young around the time of Christmas and how we will never experience that feeling again that we had when we were little and we would have Christmas parties at school and we would go shopping on Black Friday and there would be the first snowfall or we'd have a snow day. They gave so many different examples and it really occurred to me that there are a lot of things in life that I took for granted when I was younger that I wish that I could experience again now as an adult. But it got me thinking about the concept of escapism and needing to escape adulthood and go and be nostalgic about those times in the past. If you didn't know, Escapism is a mental diversion from unpleasant or boring aspects of daily life, typically through activities involving imagination or entertainment. Escapism also may be used to occupy oneself away from persistent feelings of depression or general sadness. So escapism is a mental and emotional need to escape from something that's happening uh, in your current life, in your daily life, in your work life, there's usually something that is a root issue or something you're trying to stray from. And then there is like a dream world or a place that you like to go to escape or that you prefer to escape to. Now, there are many different opinions on escapism. Some people view it negatively because it allows you to disassociate from real life and hardships, while other people think that it is totally fine to use escapism to be used as a tool in day-to-day -day life for little things as long as it's not out of control. So maybe you're not going through something really difficult and maybe you're not in therapy and you're wondering, how do I even practice escapism? Am I practicing escapism? Now I made a list of some minor, some major ways that we use escapism in a day-to-day -day sense, in a monthly sense, in a yearly sense. And some of these I would recommend just because it's a healthy way to 
experience escapism. And some of these I would not recommend because I think they're unhealthy ways to experience escapism. But these are in no particular order. They're just kind of how they came to mind for me and kind of how I enjoy escapism or other people I know enjoy escapism. The first way that we practice escapism is by going on vacation. Many of us have busy lives day to day. Many of us have jobs that are overwhelming. And so sometimes we go on a vacation to escape our real life. Now I love traveling and I love going out of my locational norm. I love trying new things. I love meeting new people and getting out of that day-to-day -day grind with work. But I also have been at points in my life where I've used travel as a means to run away from things that I was experiencing or feeling. I went through a really tough time in the fall of 2020. I had just stepped down from co-leadership of a small group. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I didn't go into this type of detail, but I had just stepped down from that. At the same time, I kind of lost a lot of friends. I'd lost a really good friend group around that same time. And so I remember just heading to the Quad Cities and then to California to be with Linnea. And both of those, I went for two to three weeks. And I just needed to get out of Minnesota. I just felt like Minnesota was such a heavy place to be in. And sometimes I still go on vacations or I go on trips for that reason. And I'm trying to kind of figure that out because I don't necessarily think it's bad to go get a breather, but I also think, you know, when you return, you're ultimately going to have to deal with the things that are remaining here. Whether you go for two weeks or two months or two years, you will always have to come back from your trip and still live your life. So it can be used as a crutch to get out of uncomfortable situations or to create some space between you and another person in a kind of unnatural, rigid way. A second way we practice escapism is going to a concert or a music festival or a rave. And I put it this way in that order because I think that's exactly the level of escapism rises with the three things that I named. So first a concert. Your level of escapism in a concert is very minimal because you can escape for maybe two or three hours during the music, but you are not in a totally new universe, you are not dressed, you know, you might dress up, but you're not necessarily like in costume. You just go to a concert, you enjoy the musical artists that you paid to see, you get lost in the music for a little bit of time, but it's not something that is a total break from reality from where you are. You still are checking your phone, you still are recording videos, you still are talking to your friends, you're still in a very locationally normal area. Whereas like a music festival is the next step up. So think about like Coachella and the way people dress at Coachella is usually really different from how they dress in their day-to-day -day life. It's kind of creating a new character. It's creating a new person and a new identity. And a lot of what you do for a festival still involves the real world because many times there's a lot of social media involvement with festivals. So it's not like you can totally separate from the world and be involved in that festival. And many times too, festivals are kind of networking opportunities for people. And a music festival also might be moving locationally. So people go to Palm Springs and they are totally out of their element in the desert and it allows you to break from your home life. But the rave probably is the most extreme example of this. And again, I'm not saying that it's bad. I think raves have not helpful aspects about them. 
but I do think like the rave is the deepest escape through music that you really can have. I've never been to one, but I've had a couple of friends who have gone to raves and it's just like insane. They're dressing totally differently than they usually do. They have this whole new like persona. They go into this undisclosed like eccentric location and they just get lost in music and get lost in like that atmosphere and sometimes it's for one night and sometimes it's for days on end and there's a lot of things about raves that allow you to escape more deeply but not always in the healthiest way and I'll get into that in a little bit. The next one is more basic level so going to a library or reading a book. So let's say you have a really bad home life or you're just looking for a place of silence because your house is really busy and really noisy. That would be a reason to escape to a library versus reading a book allows you to escape into a story, to escape into the lives of different people and the hardships that they face really pose no threat to you and the excitement that they have is probably otherworldly or it's something that you may not experience in real life. So it feels like you get to experience that with somebody else who you've created, um, not a parasocial, but I don't know what the word would be, like you've created a relationship with those characters. You could also go to a coffee shop or a restaurant. Again, this is a minor version of the vacation example. You're changing location, you're meeting new people, you're listening to music, you're being social, you're in a whole new atmosphere trying different foods and drinks you've never tried before. But you also could try this at home. Some people think that uh, cooking is a form of escapism because you get to give yourself a new purpose by focusing on the meal that you're creating and you get to you know stay away from screens. Especially I know people use cooking as a form of escapism during holidays. So like for example if I don't feel like being social or if I don't really want to talk to somebody sometimes I will go cook meals or be a part of that process or I'll pretend I'm needed in the kitchen or I'll wash dishes or something like that. I think a lot of times the kitchen becomes a form of escapism, not necessarily because you can escape from real life, but it does help you separate from some situations that might be uncomfortable. This next point goes with the rave and with music festivals and concerts and with many other examples that are on this list, but it is experimenting with substances. So this is when you are maybe trying to escape a hardship or a tough feeling emotionally or a really tough situation or maybe it's something where you use substances to become a different person. Um, you want to be someone who's more confident or you want to be someone who's more relaxed. So you use those substances to escape into being that person or to escape from feelings that are really hard to deal with. I have opened up on this a YouTube before but never on the podcast. I was sober for two years not because I necessarily had an awful uh, problem with alcohol but I definitely found myself using it as a crutch to try and escape some of those hard feelings and I kind of just touched on that earlier with the point of traveling. It was just a very tough time in life and I had other tough moments in life and I can tend to go towards wanting to feel more relaxed, wishing I wasn't feeling the deep feelings I was feeling at that time. And so I was using a substance uh, that wasn't messing up my life, but it wasn't necessarily helping my life either. And I was using it to escape. Thankfully now, I think I have a better hold on it. I'm still trying to learn kind of my boundaries with it and how I want to 
if I want to drink alcohol or if I don't, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure all that out and kind of where that's leading for the future, but I feel like I have a better balance of it currently in my life and I don't, I've worked through things emotionally because I didn't allow myself to not be sober in those seasons and I had to force myself to get through healing and I think it was really beneficial in the long run. Next up is playing a game or a video game or doing virtual reality. And there's a reason that that has the name virtual reality because it's not here, it's in the metaverse and it's very different and you escape into that. And that doesn't always, again, have to be bad. I know I have little cousins who, one of them, she just likes to work at a sandwich shop. That's what she does in her virtual reality. I think it's so cute. She just works her little sandwich shop and she does her little like jobs in the metaverse and I think it's so adorable but I think that these types of games sometimes people can get addicted to you know being goal oriented. I understand this. Leveling up on a game. Having an achievement. Hitting a goal. A personal goal in a game. Feeling like a hero. Being able to escape into another world or a different storyline or to be a character that's not you. I mean even that example for virtual reality for my little cousin like that makes her feel purposeful right? Like she's going and serving people at a sandwich shop and they don't really exist but I think that's kind of the boundary line that you have to be careful of because I know too many people who come home from work and I think they're just so tired that they veg out and they watch TV or they play a game or they watch a movie and they want to binge all this stuff and they want to just escape from the real world and that's not really resolving the issue which is maybe your job is overworking you or maybe you're having relational issues with your spouse or maybe you're having a really hard time raising children while you're also trying to figure out you know who you are or what you like or how you relax and it's not helping the real life situation it's just prolonging issues and kind of ignoring them but also these games and these TV shows and these movies can also be great forms of entertainment and just relaxing. You just have to know yourself well enough to know if it's a crutch like alcohol was for me in the previous example or if it's something that's benefiting you in a very temporary way that just makes you feel good and makes you happy and you can walk away from it and still enjoy your real life. The eighth way to practice escapism is through exercise. Many people can take a break from their work. I know my friend Linnea, she'll get up midday and have just a little mental health walk around her neighborhood and it really helps clear her mind. I talked about a lot of different ways that exercise and just like physical activity can be used in a really positive way to prevent burnout. But I think the best way that exercise can be used is in a social setting to just get out of your house, get away from your computer or from your projects at home or your work at home and just clear your mind a little bit. Sometimes when I'm feeling really stumped and I'm trying to write something, just getting up and walking around the house a little bit will help my mind kind of re-engage with what I'm working on and have better, newer, fresher ideas. Exercise can be a little bit different because you're not escaping into something. Usually I use it or most people I know use it to escape out of something. And so kind of the same thing as the video games, like you're you're not escaping into a fake world like a video game is, but you are still having the aspect of escaping out of a hardship or feeling stuck on something or, you know, feeling frustrated by work or just needing like a little mental health break. And the final way, number nine, on podcast number nine, I did not plan that, is to daydream. 
So thinking about a different world, a different life, a different scenario, daydreaming about, you know, if you and your spouse are having a hard time, maybe you're daydreaming about another person, you're daydreaming about a different life without them or who they should be or could be in your opinion. Daydreaming can be a really beautiful thing. Using your imagination can be a really beautiful thing. But it also sometimes can be a really negative thing because again, if you're not living in the real world and you're escaping to this fake scenario, perfect place that you created, none of us live in a perfect world. And so you're constantly going to be disappointed when you kind of snap back to reality and associate with people again and associate with your real life. So daydreaming again needs boundaries and it can be a tool, but it shouldn't be the only way that you escape from hardships in life or that you get through hardships in life or avoid them. This next point I'm gonna call the in-between and that is social media because it allows you to have a different type of social outlet than anyone has ever had before. If you're feeling lonely, you can instantly reconnect with other people and start a conversation. And social media, as I've mentioned many, many times before, has changed a lot. There was a point in time where I felt like you could go on social media and especially as a creative person, you could be inspired, you could kind of escape into a world that somebody created on their page or somebody became a character on their page. And it's been interesting as we have adapted more into authenticity and real life and just off the cuff way of living and non-planned content. I feel like we have kind of lost touch with like the creative aspects of social media. So there's positives and negatives again, right? Like you wanna know who you're following and the people who create your stuff they shouldn't feel like they have to create a fake persona to come online. But at the same time, there was something fun about being able to go on social media, 